Hey, I'm Jamie Glowacki, and you are listening to Oh Crap, I Love My Toddler, But Holy Fuck. This is a podcast for conscious parents who drop the F-bomb a lot. Hey, hey, you guys. Oof, happy December. <laughs> All right, before we get started, I feel like I have to say this almost every podcast. I have to like excuse my clearing of my throat. And I realize I don't think you guys understand how much I talk all day long. Like I am talking to clients and recording podcasts all day long. <laughs> so I feel like from October to like March, I always have like some strain of laryngitis and I, I don't feel sick. It's more like, you know, I mean, I get a cold or whatever, but I talk a lot, I think, and I wear out my voice. And my mom, I know you guys have been following me a lot. My mom is medically fragile and kind of always she's always in some sort of crisis and she's in another one. So there's been a lot more talking, a lot of over-communicating to people who are out of state. And of course, a fair amount of crying. At the moment, she is stable. She has broken three ribs, a couple of minor things in her back that they're not going to do anything about, except that, you know, it's adding to pain. She already was very low muscle tone, probably low bone density, right? She took just kind of a minor fall and broke three ribs. Yeah, but now she can't move. So there's been quite a bit of like, geez, is, you know, how, I don't know, it feels like, just feels like the final descent, you know, because you, when you can't move like that, then she's just going to need help. So, but for the moment, she's on some good pain meds. She's comfortable in a, a nursing facility and we'll just keep hoping for the best and talking it out. <laughs> but of course, the holiday season moves on, whether anybody's in medical crisis or not. So let's talk about the holidays, especially this season with food prices through the roof. Inflation is crazy, gas is crazy, and people are really feeling the pinch this holiday season. So we wanted to remind you that, not to sound like all Mariah Carey, but really all your child wants for Christmas is you. And I know they can get caught up in the hype and I know they can pick their toys and we can get them all wrapped up and they get wrapped up, you know, from other people, from friends, from school. But really all our kids want are the littlest things and they can be so happy. First of all, if your kid's under two, wrap up a box. Like seriously, wrap up a box and maybe put a ball in it. <laughs> you really don't have to do anything. And remember for most kids, unwrapping is the thing. So it doesn't matter what's inside. So if you can swing the wrapping paper, you're probably golden. Boxes within boxes within boxes are always a hit. So those kinds of surprises. Scavenger hunts are amazing. I always share the story about when Pascal was little, I refused. The Elf on the Shelf was fairly new. I refused to do anything like that. I did like Advent calendars, but I'm not religious. I decided that the elves would come. And so we had this really cute Advent calendar that was in the shape of a train and had these little tiny doors. And it was super cute. And the little I didn't realize how little the doors were until it was too late. And you could really fit like a penny on M&M, something like that, you know? So it was great. So we did the Advent calendar that way. What happened was as he got older, a penny and an M&M weren't really flying anymore. So I started to do a scavenger hunt, like every couple of days, every third or fourth day. And because I'm me, I did it in rhyme. Oh yeah, in fancy left-handed calligraphy. I'm right-handed, by the way. So I thought I was being cute and funny. And I wanted no part on the elf in the shelf because I could see people posting stuff about, you know, the mischief the elf got into. And, and I know a lot of people don't use it as a, spy a behavioral tool. Some people do, and I don't think that's cool, but whatever. But what happened was he loved the scavenger hunt so much that of course he's my kid. And oh my God, his eyes would light up with joy. 
by the time he was nine, I was doing them every single day in rhyme, extended scavenger hunt. <laughs> so like I inadvertently set myself up for the weirdest thing, right? I set myself up thinking I didn't want to do the work of the elf on the shelf. And instead I did a weird scavenger hunt every day. However, to this day, he remembers that, loves it, talks about it. And so don't forget on Christmas morning, please don't go to the work I went to. Don't do it for what is kind of the 25 days before Christmas. Don't do that. But a scavenger hunt can be really awesome on Christmas morning. So again, if you're tight on money and can't really spend a whole lot on toys and stuff, these are just some ideas that Jen and I came up with for things that you can do instead of spending money. And scavenger hunt is definitely top of the list. And it can be a Christmas morning one, and it can be for a big present, a small present, no present, a piece of candy, whatever it is that you guys deem appropriate. Again, unwrapping is more than half the joy. I would say 85% of the joy. And I think I have told you guys, I want to say there were probably about five years of my youth that we were very poor, like really, really, really poor. And there were barely any presents under the tree, but my mom would like individually wrap each sock. She would individually wrap each mitten and she would individually wrap like, you know, underwear come in like a five pack. And like, we thought we had a lot, you know, <laughs> because we got to unwrap a lot of things. So remember that, um, remember the, the joy of unwrapping. But one of the best things that you can do is the old IOU. And this is a great thing also to teach your child in gift giving for grandparents, those kinds of things. It's such a really good idea for, you know, all the kids for any age, because they really, 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 they want time, they want fun things, they want different qualities to life, right? Like, you know, when you have different kinds of days and it's like so fun because it's not the norm. So one of the things is that you could have yes days, just period, yes days. Jen came up with a whole list that we both contributed to, but mostly she did, (laughs) of certain things if you need help, okay? So sometimes when we talk about a yes day, if you're not familiar with this concept, it's a day that within reason you say yes to just about everything your child asks for. And it's super fun because most of the time we're just saying no all the time. And that's all they hear is no, 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 no. So it's really fun when you could be like, yes, yes. And of course, within reason. And that's just to be determined by you and mostly by their age. But we came up with these ideas of various things that you could like wrap up as IOUs or, you know, coupons. I'm sure you're familiar with the concept. We all did it when we were younger and broke for our parents. right? So now it's our turn to do it with them. But you could wrap them up individually. Again, these could be the end goal of the scavenger hunt. So one is you could do hide and seek. Yeah. And you make a note that your phone will be on off or airplane mode for the entire game which would be nice. So you could do a hide and seek game. But I also think that promising to not use your phone for a set amount of time is in and of itself a really good present for a child. (laughs) Sledding with your kids, no matter what the weather, you can use those saucer sleds. You can use those on grassy hills. You can also use cardboard boxes a lot of times in grassy hills or mud. So these again are IOUs, breakfast for dinner or ice cream for dinner. Either of those work great for me. Wear pajamas for the whole day. Another one is slide down the stairs. Then we have build a fort. You know how great building a fort is. And I think with any of these things, mostly the excitement comes in like them getting to cash in a chip with you. Yeah. So these are super fun. So if you do, you know, you might want to set up ahead of time some sort of parameter of like, you know, we have a yes day on Friday or you might schedule the yes day and then they get to redeem a coupon, you know, because otherwise 
your kid might be pulling out these IOUs, you know, and you've got to work or whatever. I'm just trying to, I'm like, oh my God, if Pascal asked me to do any one of these IOUs, like at the wrong time, I might be like, whoa, it's not really time for an IOU. So I think it's okay to build some parameters around these. So I'm just going to continue down the list. You could play with water hose. It could be a whole day where y'all play in the water. You could make up something silly. You could go for a walk with a bloom between your legs or eat without utensils, something like that. You can take one of your drawings or a cutout um, a magazine photo of an animal and it's your guest pet for the day. And you take that with you everywhere. It has to go in your purse, in your pocket, <laughs> into the grocery store. You can turn your bedroom door into a monster face or your favorite emoji. You can make your own photo booth. You can take photos with everybody, you know, making smushed faces, tongues out, s- silly faces. You could also very easily replicate, you know, those professional photo booths where they have like a mustache on a stick or big eyeglasses or something like that. So you could have like your dress up box, your dress up box and, and do a photo booth. WrestleMania all day long. You could thumb wrestle, arm wrestle, toe wrestle, roughhouse wrestle. <laughs> I'm laughing at some of these because I'm like, oh, that would have been so much fun to do with Pascal. Add sprinkles to everything you eat. Everyone dresses up in your favorite color. You could sing Christmas carols without opening your mouth. By the way, this was Jen's idea. And of course, I had to try it right away. (laughs) You could watch a movie marathon with reindeer antlers on. You can watch a sunrise together. And you could make a snuggle day where every parent, whenever a parent says a certain word, they need to stop, drop everything and snuggle. So... I think this is just such a great list. We came up with this list because, again, we know it's so challenging. It's a busy time of year. If you are stressed about finances, it could be really hard to come up with these things. And again, having a full yes day could be very overwhelming. So we understand that. And we just wanted to give you some ideas. Anything, any of these, any shoot-offs of these. And if your kids are older, it could be a hike, a kayak, a ice skating, anything of these sorts. But, you know, of course, we're geared more to the younger and they may not quite understand. I think it takes, a, I would say maybe like five or six years old past that to really understand this concept. So if you only have, you know, a two and a half year old, they're not probably going to get this concept just so you know, but this works really well with like that tween, that in between age, the like five, six, seven, eight. All right. On the subject of Christmas and gifts. I wanted to talk, of course, about Santa. And I recognize that a lot of people don't do Santa because of religious reasons or it's not part of their faith. I also know that some people get very sanctimonious about the fact that they're never going to lie to their child and do Santa, which is fine. Everybody can do what they want. I do want to remind everybody not to be sanctimonious about it because you are going to lie to your child at some point in their childhood. So um, Santa is a big lie. And I do think Santa, it's a lovely lie. And I love Santa. And Pascal mocks me every Christmas movie we watch where there is a Santa. I'm like, I just, I love Santa. I love the idea of Santa. I love the character of Santa. I believe in Santa still. <laughs> so I think there's something to the cliche, the spirit, the energy, what the character represents. And so I like the myth. I like the legend. I like the lie. I also think that sometimes what I hear is I'm never going to lie to my child because I was crushed when I found out the truth. And that's okay, but you got to understand something. Like a lot of times you're bucking a, a big system. And again, you can do that. I'm not saying you have to lie to be like everybody else. But sometimes I think this falls into that like parenting because you're parenting a wound, right? You're parenting like, I'm not going to do that because that was done to me. And sometimes, of course, we do that. Like, I'm not going to spank my child because I was, was spanked and I was humiliated. But I also think that for most kids, it's not a crushing truth. I like it. I like I like the lie. <laughs> that's just my opinion. And you can, again, do what you like. I, again, don't think it's right to be saying about it. But as I say, I don't think it's a crushing truth. 
poor people. But let me tell you the story about Pascal. <laughs> so now we found out about Santa. I have told this before. I have a blog post about it. I've done a podcast about it, but I think it's worth repeating every year just because I think it's a question. If you're going to, if you're going to start the lie, how are you going to get out of the lie? Right. And so I had been thinking about it. You know, he's coming of the age where he was starting to question it. And man, him and his friends were smart. Like they weren't questioning. I don't know. We just didn't question it like that. But these kids were like, you know, well, I calculated the mileage and this is how much magic the reindeer would need. And that's a lot of magic. And, you know, they probably couldn't take that much in their body. Like, because, you know, this much medicine kills a this a pound cat. Like these kids were like figuring it out. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Right? And so, but he was at the age where he was questioning. And I had always told myself, I would skirt the question with, you know, oh, it's the energy, it's the spirit. I would skirt the question. I would maybe even say like, well, what do you think? But then I realized, I was like, no, my line in the sand is when he asks me, when he asks me flat out, mom, is there a Santa? Or mom, I want to know, or that kind of thing. So that was what I had kind of pre-decided. I want to say he was like six or seven. I can't remember exactly. I think he was like six or seven. It was July. So nobody talks about Santa in July. So you can understand that I was caught unawares. And we had just been on a hike. And we were on the freeway. I'm looking back and he's like singing. And then he just stops and he looks me dead in the eye in the rearview mirror. And he goes, mom, <laughs> it's kind of spooky. I was like, yeah. He goes, I need you to tell me the truth. And I was like, okay. And he's like, are you Santa? And I want the truth. And I was like, I, guys, and they, it wasn't Christmas time. <laughs> it wasn't time. So I was just so caught unawares. So I looked in the mirror and I said, well, I don't know, that's a pretty big truth. Are you sure you're ready for a big truth? Yes, absolutely. 100%. I need to know. So I said, okay, well, yeah, but I am Santa. I said, yeah, I buy the presents. I put them under the tree. And he just like the look on his face. And I could tell instantly. I could tell it was the wrong answer, but I'm in the car. I don't know what to do. And I'm looking at him. And then he looks out the window and he goes, well, how do they figure it out? Is there's the tooth very... Easter Bunny, is it just all one thing? Because I don't remember connecting those, but maybe I wasn't the brightest bulb on the tree, <laughs> sharpest knife in the drawer when I was his age. But he asked about the tooth fairy. And so I was like, yeah. And he said, well, where are all my teeth? And I said, well, I saved them. Now, hang on to this because this factors in later into the story. If you guys were to fall in front of me and crack your head open, I can hold your head open I can put my hand in your head and hold your brain in there. I am not grossed out by any injury. I am not grossed, grossed out by compound fractures. I have helped more people through emergencies because I am so good in blood emergencies. If you pull a tooth in front, if you wiggle a tooth in front of me, I will throw up all over you. It is the nastiest thing. I cannot stand it. So whenever his teeth were wiggly, I told him the tooth fairy double down if you pull it yourself. So that was my way to get out of it. So we always pulled his own teeth. So I had already set up that. I am completely grossed out by them. So he asked this, he asked about the Easter bunny and then he looks out the window and I am watching him. I'm practically getting in a car accident because I'm keeping my eye on him and I can see the tears start and I can see the lip quiver and he starts shaking and he is like, this is terrible. And I was like, well, bud, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say that. Then I go into the like, well, it's a spirit, it's an energy. And he goes on and on. And I was like, what is going on? I'm dying laughing, guys, because as I'm telling the story, I'm like, no, this isn't a crushing truth. But, you know, for some kids, I, it was too soon for him to know. So he starts saying things. Now he keeps crying. So I pull over, I give him a hug. We get home, still really crying. And then he's like, I can't believe I have lost faith in life. How could you do this to me? <laughs> he's so funny. 
fucking dramatic. I was like, okay, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't have time to call my friends. I don't have time to call my therapist. I don't have time to look this up. I was like, oh my God, like what is going on? But I can tell, I can tell that it wasn't the lie itself. It was like, he wasn't ready to hear it. You know what I mean? And there are a lot of, there are a lot of things we fudge around, like sex. Like There are a lot of things we fudge around because we know the child's not quite ready to hear the whole truth, right? So I don't know what to do. So I just put my hand on his knees and I was like, dude, I am so sorry. I just pranked you. That was the meanest thing I've ever done, but I was pranking. This whole ordeal had lasted like two hours. He goes, you pranked me? Stop crying immediately. And I said, I know that was terrible. He was like, that was awful to do to a child. This is his comparison. That was worse than making me watch E.T. He thought E.T. was the saddest movie. He cried for a week. He was like, I cannot believe anybody would show that to a child. You are a terrible mother. And so he was like, this is worse than E.T. I can't believe you'd prank me. But he has completely stopped crying. He is fine. And then he goes, I don't believe you. You said you have my teeth. And I was like, why would I have your teeth? I can't even pull your teeth. And immediately the cork was back in the bottle. I don't know. I didn't think you could put that genie back in. I really don't. But he settled and he was like, well, I'm glad we got that straightened out, but that was terrible to do to me. And I was like, no, you're right. It's awful. And this is why the name of this blog post is why I saved the therapy instead of college. Because <laughs> I was like, holy shit. But then what happened was a couple years later, and I'm sure you guys have seen this online. One of the ways to ease out of the Santa story is when your child or how to know they're ready, right? And I think for most kids, they start hearing whispers. And I think that's just I think that's sort of a ritual of childhood, right? Is you start, you hear things, you listen a little bit more, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, now things are starting to make sense. And then the child kind of already knows when they start asking you, right? And I think this pertains to sex. I think this pertains to a lot of things that we like, don't tell the whole truth, you know, no holes barred right away. Is that, you know, we ease into it there. So there's a softer landing. So kind of by the time they come to us, you know, and a lot of parents have said that they just don't say, they say, you know, hey, if you stop believing in Santa, you don't get any more presents. And so the kids are like 35 and still like, okay, I believe in Santa, can I have my presents? But there is a way to ease out of the story. And that is when you start to see your child really, really care more about giving the present, right? And so for a lot of kids, that usually comes around nine in Montessori, not Montessori, in Waldorf, nine is a big age. Nine is in a sort of spiritual child raising ways. Nine is the age where the veil is lifted, where suddenly you're not quite so self-centered. You start to realize, oh my God, that person on the street, you get that full empathy. That person is homeless. That person doesn't have a home. Other than that, your kid might be like, oh, it's so sad. My mommy said this homeless person, I'm, I should be sad. They may not quite get it, you know, and not all kids, but most kids. Whereas nine, the veil starts to come off and they start to say like, oh, wait a minute, there's a bigger world than me. And with that comes a story of depression, right? Because it's kind of fun being the center of your own universe. So there comes a, a weird, what do I want to say, like a weird paradox in their own life. And I always say when Pascal turned nine, I said one day, do you want to go to the movies? And he said, yes, I want to go see either Paddington Bear or American Sniper. And I was like, there's nine. I want to see Paddington Bear or American Sniper. <laughs> like paradox. Right? So so when your child starts to feel like the gift giving is the most exciting thing, not the gift getting, then you know that sort of veil has lifted, the bigger world is expanding, and this is the age sort of to ease into the Santa story. Now, I wish I'd heard that when he was six or seven, because that had not happened. But again, I was committed to telling the truth when he asked for the truth. So fast forward a couple of years and he got so excited. His best friends lived in the town over. He went out of his way to find very special 
special gifts for them. He wrapped them himself. And he was like, can we go out? Can we sneak in the night? And can we leave them by their bedroom windows? Can we leave a note in their mail? Like he had this big elaborate plan. It was so cute. And I was like, oh, it was so clear to me he had reached that phase. So I said, yes, yes, yes. I said, hey, bud, while we're sitting here talking about it, I said, you know, when your heart gets so big that the Christmas spirit expands and you feel so much more excited by gift giving than gift getting, then it's time to talk about the true Christmas spirit and the spirit of Santa and that, you know, he isn't an actual person, but more like a character who represents Santa. And he was cute. He looked up at me and there were a couple of tears and he said, yeah, he said, I thought so. And I said, do you remember when you asked me a long time ago? And he said, I do. I kind of remember the answer, but yeah, I didn't want to hear it then. He said, but last year, my friends and I Googled it. I was like, okay. I said, so you had a good idea. And he said, yeah. I said, but you know, when then we talked about the spirit and then he said, you know, I do love gift giving and we, we spent more money, a lot more money on gift giving that year than we did on each other, you know, and it was really sweet because he was ready to hear it. So the moral of the story is that I am still not upset that I perpetuated the lie, the myth, the legend. And I find that him not needing to hear all the full truth at that age was the more important lesson. And it really helped me along the path of other difficult conversations because I really do. I do talk very frankly to my son. And I have always believed that we can talk pretty frankly to our kids as long as we're not weirded out. But there are some things we don't have to talk about with our little guys. And there are definitely certain ages that we are like, yeah, I'm going to wait for some more specific questions about this, right? So to me, that was the bigger lesson. You may be listening to this and being like, you're a horrible mom. That's okay. I'm sure I'm a horrible mom in many other ways. I don't feel like it in this way. So. <laughs> but I also, I really like the idea of teaching the expansiveness of the heart and how that plays into the Christmas spirit and how there's a way to say that that doesn't bust them open. And, and again, there's going to be times you lie. So if that's your shtick, that's cool. <laughs> All right, you guys, I hope you have a great day. Uh, this will be released. I do believe this will be released on, let me see, on December 8th, which will be one day before my birthday. So this will be a special podcast. <laughs> As always, rock on, you guys. I super appreciate you. Okay, bye, everyone. Just a reminder, if you need additional resources, I have Oh Crap Potty Training. I have Oh Crap, I Have a Toddler. Those books are available everywhere you want to find a book. <laughs> you can also go to my website, jamieglowacki.com, where you can book private sessions with me, buy any of my courses. Those are really geared towards potty training help. And also I'm on Instagram. I'm not on Facebook anymore and I'm not on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, jamie.glowacki, and I do a lot of lives and uh, usually posting a lot of good information. So those are extra resources for you. And as always, rock on. Have an awesome day.